0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being here with me this evening. It's always my pleasure to be here with you. I'm Maureen McGrath, hosting the show for you, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health. I'm in clinical practice. I'm a blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink. I'm a TED speaker, and if you haven't had a chance to view that TED Talk, now's the time. I uh, want to get as many views as possible by Saturday. So go to YouTube and check out No Sex Marriage, Masturbation, Cheating, Loneliness, and Shame. I hope. I certainly hope you put the kitties to bed. It's nine o'clock. They should be in bed by now, especially if they uh, are not old enough to listen to sex talk. Uh, but um, in this uh, hour, the next hour of the show, we're going to be covering a number of different subjects. And one of them is how to look younger. And I have a great tip on how to look younger. I think my best ever. Uh, So you want to hear about that. In addition to uh, check out the makeup bag of a 19-year-old. Also, why is it that men feel responsible for a woman's orgasm? And why is it that women don't feel that orgasms are all that important? They think that the journey is just as important as the destination. I disagree. And I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later. And you would not believe what men stick in their penis. (laughs) It's shocking. And you won't believe why they do that either. And I'm going to cover that area tonight as well. Um, But... And I have some more of your emails also, which are fabulous and fantastic, and I love getting them honestly. And I, and uh, and all the comments on the TED Talk as well. I've I've loved so many people have shared their stories, shared their pain, shared their heartache, uh, tried to make it better for somebody else. There's even a budding romance on that. TED Talk feed. So check that out once you've viewed the, the TED Talk, of course. Um, but I want to talk about an epidemic that we're having in this country and, and in the U.S. as well. Uh, something that you wouldn't think about, something that is striking middle-aged men. And we think of obesity as uh, something that would have a negative impact on men. And of course it does, and it may shorten life, but not as much as something else. And you think of excessive alcohol consumption, which also may shorten life, uh, especially if it's daily alcohol consumption. Uh, And it certainly may shorten life, but not as much as something else. And men also get eating disorders as well. Uh, next week I'm going to be talking about sex addiction. Um, but, and, and often men with sex addiction and women can have sex addiction too. They often don't just have one addiction. They may have several and one of them may be an eating disorder. You often see them, uh, if, well, of course, if you know that they're sex addicts, um, but they are very often very, very thin and extremely thin And um, it's one of the comorbidities. But it's not something that will shorten their life as much as this will. And did I mention smoking? That's what we used to do after sex, in the movies anyway. But sex is not what it's like in the movies. Sex is very different. Um, But uh, we used to smoke, and now we're checking our smartphones. But smoking isn't even as bad as this. And the epidemic is... And before I tell you what it is, I, uh, I, I was traveling recently and I was on a plane and I was sitting next to a longshoreman and he was there traveling with his family, but also he was traveling with some friends. So it was it was several families traveling together. And he said, that's my friend, so-and-so, who shall be nameless, and he's an engineer. And he said, you're probably wondering how a longshoreman is friends with an engineer. and I, And I really wasn't. But what I was thinking was, that's good. I'm glad you have a friend. And it actually doesn't matter what you do for a living as long as, you know, you guys can relate and have fun. And, you know, you don't want to forget your friendships. And often men will do that. I ran into another guy friend in Starbucks and and he said, oh, I was here the other day. And I called up this guy friend of mine and that guy friend of mine. He said, we're like a bunch of old guys coming to meet for coffee. And I thought that's a good thing, actually. Um, People can be, guys can be embarrassed about it, but often middle-aged men, you know, in in their 40s, you know, might be busy with family and jobs and all that they're doing is going to work and they are, you know, having daddy time and uh, working time and perhaps dealing with the house time, household duties time. We know from the earlier segment, they're not having sex time. But um, this can actually lead to loneliness time. Women are great at maintaining relationships. We can get on the phone. We can talk to our sisters, our friends from clear across the country. We can pick up with an old friend we hadn't seen in a long time as if no time had passed. We have tend to have a lot of friends, um, but men tend tend not to cultivate those relationships. And that, can lead to loneliness. And loneliness is more detrimental to longevity than smoking, alcohol consumption, eating disorders, obesity. So this is an epidemic. And there's a book by a Cambridge, Massachusetts psychiatrist called, uh, the, the psychiatrist is actually Dr. Richard S. Schwartz. And he wrote a book on this topic called The Lonely American, Drifting Apart in the 21st century. We talked a little bit about this with social media earlier, but there's also this lifestyle that we're leading and there's a, a very typical narrative among family men, guys raising their children. These people, these men with children become overscheduled when that happens, and that happens because you got to put them in hockey, you got to put them in arts, you got to put them in music. They've got to play an instrument. They've got to join soccer for sure. Um, all of the sports, field hockey, everything. These um, these kids want for nothing today, um, but that's not the same for their parents. So we don't shortchange the children, but what men do is shortchange their friendships. And study upon study demonstrates this, that those people who are more socially isolated are much more likely to die during a given period than their socially connected neighbors and friends, even after you correct for age and gender and lifestyle choices like exercising and eating properly. Loneliness elevates blood pressure because it increases your peripheral vascular resistance, so it's harder for the blood to get through the vessels, and that's what increases your blood pressure, you have an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke, as well as the progression of Alzheimer's disease. And it is as much of a risk factor over the long term as smoking, and I dare to say it may be even more. There was a big study out of Brigham Young University, and It used data from three and a half million people. And the data was collected over 35 years. And it found that those who fall into the categories of loneliness, isolation, or simply living on their own, see their risk of premature death rise 26 to 32%. This is a massive issue in the world today. A third of the people over the age of 65 live alone. And by 85, the age of 85, That number jumps to 50%. So the Surgeon General of the United States, Vivek Murthy, has determined or has declared loneliness to be a public health epidemic. So when I hear guys talking about their friendships, talking about every Wednesday evening they play nine holes at the local golf course, or they go out and play hockey every Thursday night. They they join the the seniors' hockey. You know the the over thirty five <laughs> year old, uh, which is called the the old. What's what's that called? The old guys' hockey. The
1: uh, oh man, I'm I, drawing a blank now. I'm but I know a blank I'm waiting too. until I turn thirty five so I can start playing soccer again because oh, I don't want okay. to play with all the young kids. Yeah,
0: <laughs> play with the old men at thirty six. Um, but you know, staying playing uh, sports. Um, playing cards, perhaps, uh, even going for a run. Uh, signing up for the Sun Run would be a great idea. Grab a friend, run in the evening, two, two or three evenings a week after work. Um, so psychiatry has worked arduously to destigmatize things like depression, but loneliness certainly has a stigma associated with it as well. You feel like a loser. Just like I have no friends, I'm a loser, nobody wants to hang out with me. And that uh, can be difficult for guys. And so, and guys don't think that it's important that they cultivate those relationships. They have so many responsibilities in the home. The home may have cost 3 million dollars, a starter home, tear down, rat infested, got to do the renovations, raise the kids, feed the kids. There's a lot of pressure on guys. And so the last thing that they think about is who they're going to hang out with and the importance of that. But that is extremely important. And on top of it, you know, so many people are in sexless relationships. And so if on top of that, you're in a sexless relationship, you're feeling rejected, you make sexual advances toward your partner, your wife, uh, and you're rejected, you know, it makes you feel unnoticed. It makes you feel unloved, undesirable, something wrong with you. And then add to that that you have no friends or and, and it's not that you have no friends, it's just that you haven't taken the time, made it a priority to have friends. And so you you know, you've got to realize that it's important that you have friends. It's important that engineers hang out with longshoremen if they relate on different levels and if they they laugh together and can perhaps relate and share stories, share their frustrations, share their issues in their lives. There are certain things that you can't tell your wife there are certain things that you can't tell your partner. And often, if there's a divorce that's happened, it is the wife that gets the friends in the divorce. Or often, it's whoever cries the loudest and says, the other one was so rotten, to that one. So that's, again, another loss. So there, are, I'm certain there are a lot of guys out there that can relate to this. Um, and But it's something that... You won't admit to, you won't admit that you might be starved for a friendship, but those those bromances are important. You heard it here on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980, CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980, CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. We're talking about all things sex and beauty and Technology and everything else. And I'm just about to give you my number one tip. It's expensive, though. (laughs) I have expensive taste. Uh, My number one tip, but it'll be worth every penny, I think, um, for making you look a little bit younger than you do. Maybe a lot bit younger than you do. But I actually have Andrew on the line. Hello, Andrew. Hi. How are you?
1: Hi. Can you hear me?
0: I sure can. Can you hear me?
1: Oh, oh yeah, uh, uh, faintly, but uh, hopefully we'll get better.
0: Okay, how's that? Can you hear me now?
1: Oh, that—that's much better. There I, you go. This is—I've uh, never called before. I've—I've I've known about your show because I listen to NW all the time.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: And I'm—I'm I'm concerned about what you just said about um, um, how gentlemen fall out of relationships and. Basically, when a guy gets into a relationship, uh, he gets to know a whole new set of people, mm-hmm. and that is the family, because the woman is more popular. She has all of her family and all of her friends, and I've been pretty much a loner all my life. I've worked in hotels, so uh, and, and we met in a hotel. But the thing is, uh, that was 35 years ago. I fell in love with a woman, and uh, and when she started fooling around with another guy, um uh when we fell out of the relationship, uh, I lost all of her family contacts as well. Right. And I ended up uh, going to bars and drinking.
0: Oh.
1: And i got to be honest, it's been 33 uh, years since I've actually uh, ejaculated in, inside of a lady. Did and you say um, three
0: or 33? I'm sorry? Did you say three? 33. 33 years. Okay. Years. Mm-hmm
1: and i've gone through uh, um counseling um um for my alcoholism i've gone through uh, um i i carried a torch for 20 of those thirty three years i'm fifty five now
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um it just seems uh, um, uh i I'm, uh, I'm just uh, at a lost point where i i, I just um I, I can't even approach a woman what they used to call courting is now called stalking. Uh, so you can no longer <laughs> no longer just send flowers and everything, and 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 knock on a woman's door, and and so uh, so this is a, I was never caught on that or or never accused of it. But the thing is, when you do uh, lose a lady, you lose basically your uh, your social contact. Yes, because you get to know all of her family, and I've lost all of my family since in that time.
0: That's right. Is, but you, you can't blame. You know, you have to... Um, at, you know, times have changed. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Dating has changed. There's no more courting as it were in the olden days, if you will. Uh, you know, there's. it's online. It's going that way. you got to get with the times. You can't feel sorry. You can't have a pity I even, party. I even,
1: tried, I even tried Zeus. Have you ever heard of Zeus? Uh,
0: yes. Yes, I have.
1: Yes. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I bought a year of uh, 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 Oh, about four years ago, I bought a, into a year um, subscription, mm-hmm. and it took forever to get rid of them because it certain, it, it looked like the women uh now,
0: worse. Though, are, have you dealt with your alcoholism? Have you dealt with the drinking? Oh yes, of course. Oh, okay, all right. So okay. you know what? You know, you sound like a live wire. You've you know you've got a number of years left. Uh, take a positive approach. Get up every day. Approach it uh, with a positive attitude. Try something different. Go to different events. Shake up yeah, your I'm routine. On, I'm on
1: disability right now. And um, uh, and the thing is, uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, uh, joining uh, uh, some organizations and or maybe uh, uh, just putting myself out yeah, there. Yeah,
0: and you'll meet somebody, I'm sure, if you're a nice guy. You know, you can, I just don't stalk them. But, uh, but
1: I, what, I, what I've noticed with, uh, uh, I, I live in an RV park with a bunch of uh, uh, uh we there's a joke at the RV park this is where divorced men come to die <laughs> like an elephant's graveyard and the thing is um basically there are a lot of uh, uh gentlemen in the similar position as, as I've been that have actually been uh, uh, downtrodden or, or treated badly. I've been beaten in relationships. We, and
0: We teach people how to treat us. But on that note, I'm going to have to go to break because I've got somebody else on the line, and we're going to talk right, to Jerry. Thank you for taking my call. Not at all. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, all go- all gonna all talk to right. We're going go to head to news, and we're going to talk to Jerry when I get back. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday night sex show hour on News Talk nine eighty CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting the show for you this evening. If you've been with me all night long, thank you. It's been fabulous, hasn't it? And uh, otherwise, if you're just joining me, welcome. Glad to have you. The more, the merrier. I have Jerry on the line. Hello, Jerry. Are you there, <laughs> Jerry? Thank you so much for waiting. How you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you?
2: Okay, um, I'm in a difficult situation right now um i'm in the midst of meeting a girl but um
0: you're in the midst of meeting a girl did you say yeah yeah what does that mean
2: like um like like i'm in a difficult situation I, i don't know how to explain it um are you there yeah yeah i'm listening Sorry about that. That's okay. Is my phone dying out? No. Sorry. No. Okay. Um, what's been happening lately, um, we've been watching each other and that and and that. And I, I, I live in New West, and um, she parks when she gets out of work and goes to work. She knows where, to, where I live. Yes. And this has been going for quite a while. and, um, and that. And, um,
0: Are you attracted to her? Do you want to meet her? Do you know her?
2: Um, I want to meet her. Yes. You want
0: to meet her. So you've seen her. Yeah. So you've been and stalking she's seen her. Me.
2: She knows where I live oh. now. Yeah.
0: And do you feel like there's a connection there or a an, yes. attra- an attraction? Yeah. And you're feeling it from her as well? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, don't like, frighten um, her and don't um, stalk her. I'm not
2: trying to stalk her. Or nothing. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm d- trying to be nice about this. And have you um, have you
0: ever walked by her and just said hello? Um, we got
2: close one time, but um, like it's the funny thing about it, a lot of the people park in the same parking space across the street. It, it's creating a lot of static. Like everyone knows what's going on right now. <laughs> Yes. Well, do you think that's a bad thing or it's a good thing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're pulling my leg. (laughs) Um, I think it's a great thing, and uh, I wish you all the best.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, It's it's been difficult, but... um, Yeah,
0: well, you know what? Just have some confidence. Walk by, say hello, and say, hey, want to grab a coffee? That's my best advice for that story. Anyway, thanks for the call, Jerry. Appreciate it. Uh, I have uh, put out a call to all of you out there, or as I would say, you all out there, and um, that uh, vaginal dryness is a big concern for a lot of women, and it may lead to painful sex, and low sexual desire, it may impact your relationship. And what I recommend is Gynatroph, made by a guy for a woman. <laughs> anyway, G-Y-N-A-T-R-O-F. And if you uh, would like some Gynotrop, a two-month supply, I'm happy to mail it out to you. Um, it's also, you know, it's hormone free. It's natural. It's approved by the Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists of Canada as Health Canada approved as well. There's a plunger. So you can insert it into your vagina. So it actually gets to where it's supposed to be going and not like these creams that they expect you to put on your hand and rub around your vulva. But, um, so a number of you have actually emailed me and I'm quite happy about that. And, and you all, you all want, I'll send it to all of you, not to worry. Um, but there's one email I wanted to read in particular because she raised a couple of issues. And she said, hi, I was just listening to your segment on CKW. I would love to try the Gynotroph product. You offer two months supply. I'm 47. And on HRT, I also take estradiol and Repagyne, all on the advice of my GP. It's been a difficult time for me taking all of these hormones. I would prefer to try a hormone-free product that works. Well, a couple of things I want to address here. Uh, So you are 47 which is generally the perimenopausal years leading up to menopause. So I don't know if you're having uh, other menopausal symptoms like hot flashes and night sweats, heart palpitations, anxiety, fatigue, um, all of those symptoms. Uh, And So you say you're on HRT, which is we actually call it now HT, hormone therapy. Um, It is the bioidentical one that is the prescription. So it's generally um, the uh, estrogel which is a gel. So it um, does, it bypasses the liver. So, which makes it the safest. Um, So you've been prescribed estradiol, which can be in the form of a patch or a pill. Uh, So is that for, and there is in the monograph, it does say it's for vaginal dryness, but to be quite honest with you, when you use a hormone for vaginal dryness, and some women require that, it needs to be topical. It's local treatment. So it's generally a tablet or a, a gel or a cream. Um, so it's uh, the I find that the systemic uh, hormone therapy generally for menopaus- other menopausal symptoms doesn't work on the vagina. Repagyne is uh, is also a natural product that is inserted. It's an ovule. It's hormone free. It is inserted into the. Vagina as well. It's just not a lubricant. It's a personal moisturizer, but doesn't act like a lubricant during sex. So that's why I, I like the, you know, I like the one-stop shop. Uh, I'm American. I like to have it all at once. Uh, so Repagine although it's a great personal moisturizer, it's not the lubricant. So um, I would uh, use either Repagine or the lubric uh, or the Gytotroph, Um you can use both if you like, but you know, you want to find out which one is working. And as for the estradiol and the HRT, I would just get some clarification on that. Why are you taking estradiol? Do you have other perimenopausal symptoms the years leading up to menopause? So um those are just a couple of questions and, and it's really important that women are educated properly so that they know how to talk. They can talk the lingo about this, these uh, subjects and understand it, understand how your body works and what's going wrong so that you can get the appropriate treatment, which you deserve. And we also need a lot of these medications to be covered by Pharmacare, and I'm also doing some advocacy work on that as well. Um, so I will certainly send you, by all means, I will send you the, um, gynotroph. So anybody who has emailed me tonight, you can go to my website, back to the and send in one of the contact forms, uh, if you like. And you know, sometimes those perimenopausal symptoms can make women feel older, can make women feel not as attractive. And so here are some beauty tips for you that, uh, nice little segue, huh? <laughs> some beauty tips for you to make you look younger. Well, I, uh, you know, I'm not a big makeup person. I have to say, I, I rarely do. I look in the mirror. In fact, because I really don't want to see, <laughs> I don't want to see what's in there. And uh, so, a friend of mine today, she looked fantastic, and she just looked great. And I just couldn't figure out what it was and uh, that made her look younger, or that made her look fantastic. I actually wasn't thinking that she looked younger. There's no need for her to look younger. But anyway, she just looked great, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And then she said that she'd had eyebrows tattooed on her and she said to me you need them (laughs) because you're you don't have many eyebrows i'm like i didn't even realize i really don't even look um but so she had eyebrows tattooed and they did look amazing and it has changed her look now the price is a little expensive four to five hundred dollars um but they will last like I think she said three to five years. And if there's a tattoo artist that does eyebrows out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But not bad, $100 a year, you know, 150 a year to have these eyebrows. And like now I'm looking at everybody's eyebrows. I've never even looked at my own. But, you know, of course, when someone tells you you need them, it's like, oh, okay, you feel... Like completely like an unattractive loser. So if that's not for you, the tattoo, if you don't have that money in the budget, there are some other things that you can do. You know, I've noticed that like the 19-year-old girl is the perfect person to get makeup tips from. And so, you know, for those of you and maybe 35, 40, uh, 45, 50, you know, look at your makeup bag. You probably have Revlon and um, any drugstore Name brand, uh, Maybelline, probably sounds familiar to you. Well, not these 19-year-old girls, I tell you. They have uh, a makeup bag from Nordstrom's. They have Chanel mascara. (laughs) I've done a little inventory of late. Uh, Chanel mascara and everything else is from Sephora. They used to use the mascara Better Than Sex, but they learned that the Better Than Sex mascara from Sephora is not actually Better Than Sex, so they went for the Chanel, I am told. They also have um, uh, contour. There's a a whole contour kit you can buy for $70 at Sephora. Um, And there's a couple of other basic tips. Do not utilize your concealer as a base makeup, ever. You want to use light foundation, and there is... uh, brand uh i can't remember the name of it actually from sephora that will help you that costs about eighty dollars i think it's nars that was the name of it and um utilize a brush to get a flawless scope they uh they also have um um it's a a sponge it costs twenty dollars for the sponge and there's actually a new one that was created out at ubc that because the sponge with your fingertips on it can get all bacteria laden so um there's a new one that you know, it has plastic on it where you hold it so you're not getting um, all of the infected, all the area bacteria laden. Anyway, um, you want to make winged eyes uh, for your winged eyes with your makeup. Um, that will help you to look younger. And a smoky eye is always helpful as well. You want to warm up your eyelash style. And you can apparently put baby powder in between mascara. Um, I know you guys have lost you guys here on this, but um, guys typically don't like women with uh, makeup on. Do you, What do you think, Matt?
1: You know, it's funny because there's two ways. I mean, I really like and appreciate someone that doesn't wear a lot of makeup, but mm-hmm. then in my last relationship, my girlfriend never wore makeup, and so I was kind of on the other end of the fence where, oh, like... Yeah.
0: yeah, a little makeup might do. Yeah. No, I'm like a lip gloss lady. Like, I like lip gloss, uh, lip gloss, because... <laughs> Of the size of my lips, mainly no, um, but you know, very like some people say, I feel naked if I don't go out without mascara. I feel naked if I don't go out without lip gloss. Anyway, but um, yeah, so there's lots of little tips to thicken your eyelashes. You put that uh, baby powder in between layers of mascara that will extend and thicken. Your um, eyelashes, you can make your lipstick last longer by putting a tissue over your now shaded lips and tap the powder over the tissue until you're finished. Uh, And that ensures that the lipstick's liveliness for the duration of the day and keep you from subtly reapplying when you think nobody is looking. Um, So, you know, of course, Smashbox is another Makeup that all the 19-year-old girls have as well. And um, anyway, so I think lip gloss is great. It can actually, um, you know, it just livens things up a little bit. And my lips get chapped, so that's a problem. But Lip Plumper is something else. A lot of people can add, will add peppermint oil to their lips before the lip gloss, and that will actually um, plump them up. I tried that one time, just burned my lips. But anyway, <laughs> I really don't want mine any bigger. Uh, so those are some... Easy makeup tips for you to make you feel just a little bit better about yourself, especially during that perimenopausal time when vaginal dryness has got you down, down there, and everything else is down, down there. Not much is going on down, down there. Uh, So um, anyway, those are my little uh, makeup tips to make you feel good on the outside. Now we're going to be talking about feeling good on the inside. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. We are heading into the final strokes here. You know what that's like, and I have Peter on the line. Hello, Peter. (laughs) Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Are you there? I guess. Hello, hello there. Hello, Peter. How are you?
2: Yeah, we went to commercial, so I thought I was was frying some chicken, so I said I better finish my chicken. So, anyways, uh, uh, I, I had you talking about uh, guys, uh, uh, when they're having sex, they don't uh, wear uh, girls. Uh, do, uh, guys don't like girls uh, with their makeup. Well, to me, I like girls with uh, m- fully makeup, so I get turned on.
0: Uh, outstanding. Did I say that uh, guys didn't like girls uh, who had makeup on when they were having sex? I never said that, actually. Uh, yeah, I just I said that guy. I I said guys don't really care they don't they tend not to love overly made up women. That that's all. It just be subtle. Just, you know, wear light makeup. Natural beauty is the best kind of beauty. Anyway, and don't forget the happiest women are the prettiest women, Audrey Hepburn said that. Anyway, thanks so much Peter for your call. Glad you're turned on by made up women. Um, I, you know, we don't have enough time in this show, Matt, we still have, I've got a bunch of emails, a couple more subjects, orgasms versus the little prick. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going with the little prick and, uh. <laughs> We might save the orgasm for next week. Guys, you're not responsible for women's orgasms, okay? Ladies, you are responsible, and it is a basic human right for you, okay? And your your biggest sex organ is the brain. And, you know, if you can't touch yourself, who can you touch? I'm just quickly covering the orgasm thing, okay, for you. And, uh, and self-explore. Know what feels good for you and communicate that to your partner. Uh, sexual desire. You know what? If you talk about sex, think about sex, work in sex, (laughs) research sex, enjoy sex, participate in sex, you're going to increase your sexual desire. Welcome to my world. Uh, you know, you, can, you can't you can help but have sexual desire, and that actually leads to better orgasms, or at least some orgasms, and if that doesn't work, then there's always the Womanizer, the best little sex toy out there. It's a clitoral suckling device, and uh, it works every time, worth every penny. So you can, you can uh, go to my website if you would like one of those. But um, now we're just going to head on over. We're going to go down there, down there (laughs) to the, um, you know, it's just a little prick, but you would not believe that penile dissatisfaction is a thing. There are so many men that are dissatisfied with the size and shape of their penis. And these guys are actually less sexually active than those who are not dissatisfied with the size and shape of their penis. I think guys are obsessed a little bit about their penis anyway, never mind the uh, <laughs> the pencil ones. <laughs> um, but anyway, just a little bit. I, just a teeny bit, yes. They're just obsessed with it regardless. And everyone always over exaggerates it anyway, as well. Um, or they exaggerate their um, uh, capability, perhaps. But uh, in a recent study published in the journal Archives of Sexual Behavior, 27% of roughly 4,000 men polled were dissatisfied with the shape or the size of their penis. Uh, So these guys, you guys, I don't know, maybe you're out there, you are trying to fix your perceived problem because size doesn't matter to a lot of women. Uh, (laughs) Present company excluded. (laughs) Size matters. Okay. I'm sorry. I've actually just made you feel like losers. I'm kidding. Uh, no, size doesn't matter. Um, but uh, yes, it does. <laughs> no. Uh, so you're trying to fix this little perception you have about your penis by injecting things into your nether regions. Okay. So Basal gel is an injectable gel that filters sperm in the vas deferens. That's still in clinical trials and will hit the shelves in about five years. So that's, you know, there are some things that it will be okay to inject into your penis. And so there are certain things. There's a priapus shot to treat erectile dysfunction. And so that's okay. Because as I told you, sex is about blood flow. Don't forget, you want to eat a healthy diet, low sugar, cut out the alcohol, stop the smoking, the whole nine yards. Get that blood flowing, and that will actually help you to increase blood flow naturally to improve your erections. So, um, there are things, caverject, Edex, Trimex, those are self-administered, one injection per erection shots. There are people who, have, um, who need extra help. This is probably a subject that we need to um, delve into a little bit further next week. So I'll go into the medical stuff next week. But to make it bigger, men are injecting fat into their penis. That's right. They're injecting collagen. You guys are injecting saline in, and you're also injecting olive oil, human growth, Hormone as well, um, and none of these actually lead to larger penises. Okay, um, scrotal inflation—that's why, that's what you're looking to do. It's a popular fetish among some in the BDSM community, and so you're injecting saline in to do that um, to get uh, uh, increase um, the your size of your scrotum, and also to get high. Uh, some heroin users occasionally take to the internet to ponder if injecting their penises with heroin is okay. Yes, that is uh, researched, especially once they have exhausted all of their other injection points. So that's a common question asked on the internet. According to one Reddit user, is it okay to shoot heroin into my member? No, it's not. And in 1988, according to a New York times story, cocaine, um, was being abused after a man, man injected cocaine solution into their urethra. So never do that. Do not try that at home. That is not a good thing. Um, anyway, remember uh, when you're having great sex, it uh, ends way too soon, just like this show. Uh, so thanks for being with me. Everybody who's asked me for the gynotroth, not to worry. I'll be sending that out to you this week. Remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. Go to my website, Ca. Watch my TED Talk if you don't mind. No sex marriage on youtube and uh follow me on twitter at back the number two the bedroom and remember make life easy on yourself i'm maureen mcgrath you've been listening to the sunday night sex show on news talk 980 cknw vancouver's news vancouver's talk this is news talk 980 cknw